Chapter Two of the Friendship of Anne, a story by Ellen Douglas Deland. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. This year of eighteen eighty, when Sydney Stuart went to school, will, I am sure, seem like medieval times to my readers. There were no electric cars then. The telephone had been invented, but was not in general use. There was electric light in the cities, to be sure, but it was regarded with the respect due to a new discovery. Wireless telegraphy was undreamed of, and automobiles, as well as bicycles, were unknown. But in spite of these drawbacks, girls and boys managed to enjoy life quite as much as they do nowadays and though college life for women was still regarded as somewhat unusual there were always boarding schools of course and of all the boarding schools none was more popular than the wickersham school at kingsbridge to begin with it had been in existence long enough for the mothers of some of the present pupils to have been educated there themselves that alone was a good recommendation for in those days to be modern was not considered so imperative as it is now miss wickersham had taught history mathematics and natural philosophy in eighteen sixty just as cleverly and comprehensively as twenty years later the mothers of the girls of eighty had their kings of england and the prosperities of matter at their tongue's end and wrote a graceful slanting hand what more could they ask for their daughters so anne talbot and dorothy fearling and gertrude king were all sent to the wickersham school when the proper age of fourteen or fifteen arrived they had been there a year and were returning from the summer vacation as old scholars when the Stuarts first saw them in the Grand Central Station. Naturally, the chief excitement among them, after greetings had been exchanged, was the subject of new pupils. This was a matter which could not be definitively decided until the junction was reached and the change made from the New York Express for Boston to the little local train which ran between the junction and kingsbridge there had been suspicions and cognitations on the matter all the way from new york for in spite of any number of other passengers girls of that age discover one another with amazing quickness anne talbot whispered to dorothy fearling who had been her most intimate friend for more than a year and who was travelling back to school with her that she was sure the tall girl at the front of the car was bound for wickersham's and probably also the girl with the light frizzy hair three seats ahead of them gertrude king whose own seat was towards the front with her mother came back and told them there were two more new girls just behind her she was sure they had been talking about knightsbridge and said they had heard there was a boys school there too you may depend upon it they are new girls announced gertrude do you like them 
asked Anne eagerly. They are horrid, returned Gertrude. One of them has on a linen duster, and the other has her hair done in the queerest way you ever saw. For girls of those days were very much like those of today in the matter of prejudice. Not to wear one's hair in a braided knob at the back of the neck when one was fifteen, or braided and turned up with two ribbon bows, one on top, the other at the neck, was to be very peculiar indeed. But have you seen the girl who is up at the very front of the car? asked Anne, still more eagerly. What is she like? Yes, I have seen her, and heard her speak to the conductor, and he said, change at the junction, and so, of course, she's going. Well, she has a voice like, uh, oh, it's some kind of music, exclaimed Gertrude enthusiastically. I know I shall love her, but she looks awfully poor. Who cares for that? said Anne. The girl with the frizzy hair is listening, whispered Dolly. Better be careful. And then the conductor shouted, Clapman Junction, all out for Wade, Madison, and Kingsbridge. This train express to Providence and Boston. And with a great amount of bustle and hurry, all the girls, new and old, seized their luggage and hastened from the car. Some of the newcomers were accompanied by their mothers, but the tall girl, who was Sidney Stewart, and she, with her frizzy hair, were quite alone. They stood at opposite ends of the platform and watched their companions until the little local train came puffing to the station. Then they took their places and Sydney found herself next to the girl with the frizzy hair. It was but a short ride to Knightsbridge through a country that was already putting on its autumn dress. The railroad followed the course of a narrow stream, a tiny little river which bore the imposing name Minipacheg. The girls familiarly called it Minnie, and hailed the first glimpse of it from the car windows with cries of joy. "'Dear old Minnie!' exclaimed Anne Talbot. "'I can scarcely wait to get there. Girls, I am to have my own canoe next spring. I learned to paddle at York this summer.' Oh, take me, take me, Anne. I just love a canoe, came in chorus. I've been playing tennis all summer, said Dorothy. There is nothing like it. The greatest fun in the world. Do you suppose, dear Wicky, will let us have a court? There is a level place behind the house that would do. I mean to ask her. She'll never let us. That would be entirely too much fun. Oh, how queer and horrid to get back to school and have a teacher dodging our footsteps. Fancy Wicky playing tennis in a short skirt and a jersey, laughed Anne. There are the steeples of Knightsbridge. Hooray! After all, it's fun to get back. I'm glad I'm not a new scholar. Do you remember how we felt when we first came? And no one spoke to us for ages. I mean to speak to those new girls over there. They are sitting together, but they haven't said a word to each other. I've been watching them. 
she rose as she did this and moved a step or two down the aisle of the car she was a tall girl with dark tightly curling hair a bright color and very white teeth her mouth was large and her nose a snub but her merry brown eyes and her ever-changing expression gave her face a greater charm than that of beautiful features her friends looked after her admiringly you would have guessed at once that anne talbot was popular you are the new scholars aren't you she said as she stopped beside the two strangers i am sure you are going to miss wickersham's yes we are said the girl with the very fair frizzy hair at least i am i can't answer for anyone else she added glancing at sydney beside her a real snubby look anne said afterwards in describing the conversation to dolly i am new too said sydney shyly have you been there before oh yes i am quite an old girl i suppose you are dreading it awfully just as i did but you needn't you will soon get used to it and we're not as bad as we look we don't bite sydney laughed softly the fair-haired damsel took her literally oh i don't think you're bad looking and as far biting oh she broke off suddenly on catching the quizzical look in anne's eyes of course i know you don't really mean that and she laughed a rather belated giggle i'm so glad you spoke to me i've been feeling so lonely then why haven't you been talking to your neighbor asked anne bluntly as long as you're both new i should think you would have made friends but here we are at knightsbridge dear old knightsbridge and there's the barge to meet us and miss lovering dear miss lovering she caught up her bag and umbrella and in the excitement of arrival she soon became separated from the strangers to sydney this moment of arrival was a great relief she had been conscious since they left the junction that the girl beside her regarded her with disapproval not only had she piled the seat high with luggage and been obviously unwilling to make room for sydney although it was the only vacant place left in the car but she had drawn aside her skirts with conspicuous care and had turned her back as much as was possible to her new neighbor making it evident that she intended to have nothing to say to her sydney looked at her own rather shabby blue dress that had been considered good enough for traveling and then at the elaborately trimmed garments of the other girl the long mousquetaire suede gloves the dozen bangles that rattled and clanked with every movement of her hands the locket and chain on her neck the conspicuous hat that was set back from the much frizzed bang i suppose i do look shabby she said to herself with a sigh shabby and country though i do live in new york but these girls over there are a great deal nicer looking than this one i wish i might know them 
I wonder if they are going to the school. Shortly afterwards her wish was gratified when Anne Talbot came and spoke to them, but she was too shy to say much in return. She could only smile. The sweetest smile you ever saw in your life, Anne described it. I may as well announce at once that though Sidney Stewart is my heroine, Anne Talbot comes next in importance, and Bertha Macy, the girl with the fair frizzy hair, is going to be very prominent in these chronicles of the Wickersham School. You will all recognize her. There is a girl like her in every school, I suppose, for Bertha Macy's exist of every age the world over and it is probable that they all go to school at some period of their career the outgoing mail the next day took three letters which perhaps will bring these girls before you in the clearest way and introduce you to them properly and then we can go on with the story from anne talbot to her mother dearest mamma we are again at old knightsbridge got here safely and the only accident was my leaving my purse in the new york train or else my pocket was picked i don't know which it only had about two dollars left so it was a good thing it didn't happen when it was fuller if you send me a new one i like russia leather best and one of those new clasps and please put a little more than two dollars in it for in the meantime i am borrowing of dolly and i should have to pay it right over to her and so have none left they have awfully fascinating butterscotch at tinkerham's this year and the best caramels i have ever tasted there are several new girls one is named sydney stewart such a beautiful name and she comes from new york i am sure you would approve of her for she is very quiet and doesn't use much slang and has kind of a queenly look though she is not quite as tall as i am i shouldn't wonder if she wore one of those descendants of mary queen of scots they can't trace she doesn't use slang because she hardly ever says anything at all she is so quiet so she is safe that way you see if you're much of a talker you really are forced to use slang to help you out but really dear mamma i am trying not to she has a roommate that is just too too for anything there i go again couldn't help it to save my eye oh dear mamma how shocked you will be but i simply can't write this over and i know you will be so glad to get my first letter you won't care as much about the slang as you willed later in the term but about this other new girl her name is bertha macy she wears sixteen bangles and they have little elephants and pigs and hearts and things hanging from them, and they rattle like sleigh bells. I have my doubts about their being real silver. She rooms with Sidney Stewart, and I pity Sidney. 
some of the girls think they are going to like bertha macy but i don't give my love to papa and when you write to bud i am going to write to him soon write soon for i miss you fearfully i forgot my bible please send it with the new portmanet your lovingless daughter anne from bertha macy to her sister dear carrie here i am at boarding school at last and i think it is going to be a success some of the girls are very nice there is one named anne talbot from new york who is just fine i admire her immensely and intend to have her for my most intimate friend she rooms with a girl named dorothy fearling now a meek sort of a little thing but i can soon cut her out anne dresses beautifully and is evidently rich she lost her purse on the train and does not seem to care at all she has lovely clothes the material i mean they are too plainly made to suit me when i get intimate i am going to advise her to have them made differently she evidently knows the nicest people my roommate is new and i can't bear her prunes and prisms just expresses what she is i shall make her life just as miserable as i can so as to get rid of her one of my bangles is getting tarnished already and i don't know what to do about it for the girls all admire them so and are always looking at them they will be sure to notice if i gave up wearing one so i think i shall have to take off the little fan from it and pretend it is broken i will send it away to be mended pretend and you can buy me a new one and send it they are forty-nine cents on sixth avenue you know the kind it has a fan an opera glass a pig and a heart hanging from it get it soon and i will pay you when i come home at christmas i think it is going to be great fun here i am glad i came i have made all my plans about anne talbot i have got to be very careful for she is the kind that always wants to look out for a girl like sydney stewart sort of protect the downtrodden you know but sydney stewart puts on a great airs and acts as if she were a millionaire as far as that goes she actually pretends to look down on me the teachers are so-so i am not sure about them yet pratt's boys school is in knightsbridge i didn't know that till i got here sam kennedy we met at atlantic city is there that will be fun i shan't tell anybody yet i know one of the boys i think you are real mean not to let me bring your gold pencil it would have made such an impression yours bertha from sydney stewart to her mother my dear dear mother i do wonder how you are to-day and how you are getting on without me i miss you terribly and wish i could talk to you instead of writing i like the school very much the miss wickershams 
were very kind when i arrived but i have scarcely seen them since there is so much going on all the classes have to be arranged and the rooms etc miss lovering has charge of that the rooms i mean she is very nice and teaches arithmetic and geography to the little girls that come in to day school i have gone into the third class in everything except mathematics you know how stupid i am about arithmetic we had an examination this morning and i am afraid i did not do very well but in dictation and another spelling examination i did not have a single mistake my roommate is a girl from new york her name is bertha macy she spends perfect ages in front of the glass frizzing her hair with a slate pencil and a candle there are some very nice girls here i think but i scarcely know any of them yet anne talbot from new york is lovely and she has been very kind she is one of those we saw at the station it was her bag that phil picked up isn't it strange that she should be here when i so hoped that she was coming to the school she is evidently the most popular girl in the school and always has lots of girls with her dear mother i wish i could be such a favorite is it wrong to wish that i am afraid people don't like me very much because i am so quiet well i am going to study very hard and be able to teach and earn my own living so you won't have to worry about supporting me i wish we could all move here away from noisy new york and live in a nice little house this is a beautiful place i love it dearly already i have the queerest feeling about it just as if i had lived here before i love it so i suppose it is because my ancestors used to live here i have seen the house where papa's grandfather lived i will tell you more about it in my next letter i must stop now and study two of my new books have been given to me i'm afraid they will cost a lot but if we are careful not to deface them we can sell them back when we are through with them at the end of the year i have taken several second-hand ones and they are quite cheap i think my roommate looks down on me because i did but i thought i ought to as long as we have so little money good-bye dear dear mother give lots of love to margaret and the boys and annabel i wish i could see you all to-night your very loving daughter sydney end of chapter two recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c